Hello, everybody. Would you like to know the theme song for this week? If I could put a pop song to what's going to occur astrologically this week, I could, and I would, and I will. I will show you. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about Valentine's Day, and we're also going to talk about some more serious things uh, like the sun and Saturn's last tango. Um, and we're also going to talk about the sun going into Pisces by the end of the week. So, but before I get into all that, let me introduce myself. If you don't know me, my name is Erliana and I am, do Hellenistic astrology uh, blended with modern using whole sign houses. Star Sound Speaks. Welcome, welcome. Star Sound Astrology. Okay, so <clears throat> let's go to Valentine's Day. All right, so this week, we have an interesting uh, conjunction. Uh, Venus is going to line up with Neptune in the sign of Pisces. So Venus, in her exaltation, right? She loves being in Pisces, gets a lot of support for this sweet, dreamy, luscious, glamorous, um, all the feels, you know, magic and mystery, right? But magic and mystery on steroids because conjunction with Neptune in his domicile in Pisces, so exaltation and domicile, right? These are very strong signs. Neptune at home in Pisces, Venus in exalted in a really great place, gets a lot of support for doing that feely feel dance. <laughs> that you know, what is that like? That's the seduction and all. We're gonna we're gonna deal with a lot of seduction this week, and you know, seduction can be very good, but there's also limits, right? But we're not gonna be able to see the limits very well. I would say be careful dating. Um, you know, what are those hinge and 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 what was that other the app? Um, the one that's just uh, I don't know. You guys know what I'm talking about. Those the, those they're scary. Those you don't know who you're dealing with. I mean, there's catfish everywhere. This is like the week to be like beware of catfishing, like big time. I'm just warning you, okay? You have been warned. I'd also say perhaps, um, you know, uh, try to control your drinking because you may end up with a tattoo in the morning and you're like, how'd this happen, right? The old, you know, the sailor getting getting drunk and getting a tattoo. And so, you know, beware. Um, but anyway, yeah, Venus conjunction Neptune. Okay, so there's the beware part, right? The deception. Um, I found a, a song that's exactly perfect for this, but let me... Let me first finish what I'm going to say here before I share that song with you. Um, I have to say, yes, you know, beware of deception, beware of of the seduction of glamour. You know, that can very well be at play. But on the good side is this is a really, especially if you're creative or if you're you're afraid to be creative with your talents. Um, this is the time when you can just explore um, beauty and art and inspiration and poetry and like all these cool Piscean, Neptunian things, the dream world, um, love, love unleashed, love without bounds, Venus conjunction Neptune. And so, um, you know, but pursuing what we love and, you know, even if, if, if we don't believe in ourselves or our talents, it's like you can, you can dream and you can dream big and, and just open, we can open ourselves up to deeply beautiful meditative processes, song, singing, you know, thinking of like, Neptune has an aspect of divinity to it. So it's, you know, it's like, uh, you know, this ocean of cosmic consciousness and maybe song that can bring us there um, and, and helps us escape this world. And let's face it, we're dealing with so much 
right now, right? Sending light and love to the people in Turkey and Syria. Gosh, could they use some Venus-Neptune conjunction? Yeah, big time. But anyway, yes, great creative potential. Uh, watch for delusion with love, with beauty, with glamour, you know, the seduction of that. Um, I would say, uh, you know, okay, so so now I'm going to tell you, okay, with, what, what's the song that, that, that comes up for me? Well, there's two songs, actually. One is uh, is, that speaks to the Venus conjunction Neptune, and I'm going to share a second one that speaks to uh, the Sun and Saturn, but one thing at a time here. Okay, that song by Heart, remember from the 70s, it was like a really big mega hit magic man, you know, they played a million times on the radio, but it's a great, I mean, these lyrics are so Venus Neptune, so I'm not going to sing them for you, I will spare you, but I will read them, I will read the lyrics. And this is this is definitely what we're moving into as we get into the week, and it will it will culminate on Wednesday. Actually, it will strongly feel for Valentine's Day, and it'll really peak on Wednesday. So, um, cold late night, so long ago, when I was not so strong, you know, a pretty man came to me, never seen eyes so blue. You know, I could not run away. It seemed we'd seen each other in a dream. Seemed like he knew me. He looked right through me. Come on home, girl, he said with a smile. You don't have to love me. Let's get high a while. But try to understand. Try to understand. Try, try, try. I'm sorry, I got into it. I'm a magic man, right? Magic man. Winter nights we sang in tune, played inside the months of moon. Never think of never. Let this spell last forever. Totally about spells. Well, summer lover passed to fall, tried to realize it all. Mama says she's worried, growing up in a hurry. Come on home, girl. Come to your senses. <laughs> Mama cried on the phone. Too soon to lose my baby. My girl should be at home. But try to understand. Try to understand. Try, try, try to understand. He's a magic man, Mama. Ah, he's a magic man. Yep. Well, that's what you might be saying to yourself as you're trying to you know, justify some wholly unrealistic expectation. You know, it's like going to be very difficult to manage expectations, especially around love and hookups and romance and intimacy and sex and all of those things this week. And the fact that Valentine's Day falls in the middle of this is kind of like the, I, I think it's like the, you know, comical almost like the universe is just having a good joke on us. Um, anyway, but, and, and so aside from all that, what's interesting is this, as that's all happening in one, one corner of the room, in the other corner, we got Sun and Saturn coming into a conjunction. It's actually very historic, and I'll talk about that in a moment, but the Sun conjunct with Saturn as this whole ne Venus, Neptune, illusion, delusion, magic, glamour, mystery man is going on. The Sun conjunct Saturn is like, okay, let's get real. Let's get accountable. Let's look, take a cold, hard, calculated look at our reality. <laughs> so I think it's like you, 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 you get drunk. You wake up with a tattoo you didn't know you even went for, and then the, and the next day is the, it's like that the, the 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 ice cold reality check of like you know, yes, it's it's certainly. Um, you know, you will we'll feel that. So maybe that'll be the saving grace is like the sun and Saturn in conjunction is kind of like, okay, kind of, kind of 
helping to put the brakes on completely losing ourselves, you know, falling head over heels with somebody that's totally inappropriate. So we can only hope. Or as my second song, Santana, that's uh, in the, the song Smooth, that won him like a gazillion Grammys. I, it's like my favorite Santana song. But that line that he says, give me your heart, make it real or else forget about it. Dang, that speaks to this week. So anyway, um, yeah, there's that. Um, I have to say too that, um, you know, that Sun-Saturn conjunction is like, I think of that line of Thomas Jefferson. He said, uh, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. So Aquarius being the sign of, uh, of that represents freedom and democracy and all, but the price is eternal vigilance. So that's Saturnian vigilance and watching and accountability. Um, you know, yes, there is, that really comes up very strongly this week. I want to say a little more about that. Saturn's, this is the sun's last hookup with Saturn in his domicile for the next 29 or so years. So we won't see the sun hooking up with Saturn in domicile for, you know, for decades. So that's the end of an era. And, and just as it was in the, you know, when you think about the early 60s with the space program, the Mercury and Gemini astronauts, and the Beatles coming to America, like all that, that exciting, heady time. It was very progressive and, you know, how, how that all changed uh, things and, 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 and technology too. When you think about, you know, we got, I know it's hard to believe, but there were actually black and white televisions. And I remember them. I guess I am that old. Um, the, and, and then it became color, color TV. So there was this paradigm shift with technology. Um, transistor radios were, were like the thing. All of a sudden it was like, wow, you don't have to sit at home with this big clunker radio dials. You can actually carry it around in your pocket and, uh, and, and listen to music walking around. Like I know it seems crazy, silly, but that was like the big deal of technology in that day. Fast forward another 30 years, we're in the early 90s, and what do we have? The information superhighway. Um, I remember Al Gore introduced it on um, on TV, and there was uh, Lily Tomlin playing Ernestine, the telephone operator. Like they they were like humoring people, but kind of you know introducing people to this whole new way of being. And you know, humor of course softens things, and um, and so there she was in character as Ernestine, and she was talking about the um you know this this whole thing this the, the the internet so the internet and and ai you know jumping in quantum measure um at that time and so here we are as we are approaching not only saturn uh leaving the aquarian this uh, uh, sign of aquarius but also pluto entering aquarius as one leaves the other enters so we got pluto in the which is totally talk about AI transforming people's lives um, and, uh, and, and what that entails and, and the limits of that and the dangers and the secret side of that and the hidden side, which of course Pluto will always bring up, you know, we're on the threshold of this outrageous new beginning, a uh, new chapter in our, in our lives with our, with our own evolution. So, Again, you know, I've talked in depth with Ari Moshe Wolf. If you haven't listened to those podcasts, they're awesome. Uh, he he so delineated that. We're also going to talk about it some more, of course, and next month when it actually happens. Epic, epic month. March is like the biggest, most important month of the whole year 
because it marks this huge era shift, you know, between Saturn leaving, uh, starting a new three years stay in Pisces and then Pluto 20 years. So anyway, this last Saturn conjunction with the sun, sun Saturn in Aquarius, it's when you think about Aquarian and Saturnian energy, it's like crystallizing. It's very clear and sharp. And I think of like a chilly, uh, like standing at the North Pole and looking out into this huge chilly, icy horizon with blue sky and like ice, you know, and like it's chilly and it's crystallizing and it's firm and it's real. And the ability to observe, you know, without emotion is very Aquarian. And, and so we, we take this, this, this feel, this this particular, um, you know, you you thinking in that direction, we can look back over. Wow, Saturn's been in domicile for five years, first in Capricorn and then Aquarius. That's a long time. That's a long, hard slog. You know, with everything we've been through with the pandemic and and the breakdown of of our you know the economy and the and the the rapid restructuring along wholly different lines. You know. Pluto will take that even further, of course, and do its thing. But but Saturn and domicile, you know, it's 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 hard. It's tough. Uh, we, you know, I would say use this week to look back of where you've grown, uh, what houses, uh, what two houses, the, the house that governs in your chart that governs Capricorn, the house that governs Aquarius, those two areas of your life that have undergone some very stiff endings and cold hard reality checks so it's good to look back and just kind of acknowledge that like hey you know you made it that was not easy and it's still not easy um but but you've grown we've 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 grown we've matured we've gotten saturn's um elder authority maturity wisdom thing you know the biggest strongest dose um definitely a center of gravity um, definitely a garnering of wisdom, definitely receiving gifts that we have worked for, which is always, you know, the Saturn way. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, so we have our Valentine thing. We have our sun Saturn goodbye on, on, um, Wednesday the 15th. And, um, and then Friday by Friday, we have a uh, Mercury, which is in the sign of Aquarius is going to loves being there right it's all about electronics internet gadgetry technology innovative genius thinking you know this is like the time the season where mercury loves to do that well mercury is going to come into a sextile with which is a favorable aspect it has the nature of venus it's going to sextile jupiter and aries so and that'll perfect so we will start feeling it like wednesday thursday friday it will perfect um, I'm talking about Eastern Standard Time, but um, you know, I would say you you could. There's definitely that really bodes well for like innovative new beginnings, um, things with like say commerce, internet commerce, absolutely, um, freedom, democracy in terms of principles, uh, unusual thinking, problem solving outside the box would be um, very much. It, it really speaks to that very much called for. And then we end the uh, week on Saturday, February 18th, uh, Eastern time, the sun will go into Pisces. So it leaves Aquarius, goes into the very dreamy, transcendental world of Pisces. Um, and so the sun, the, our vital life force, it's shining a light on all things Piscean. So dreams, oceans, no boundaries, uh, pure, pure, sweet, 
uh, love and compassion and forgiveness and mercy and kindness. Those are all like very Neptunian things. And then of course the shadow, as I've shared before, is that we can be escapist. We can we can go and escape into another world and it may not be, you know, certainly drugs, addiction, those kinds of things, substance abuse. Um, so using things to escape, um, but not in a good way. You know, you go to the movies for a couple hours to escape, you know, your reality. And that's certainly, you know, one level of it. And then we just always want to look at the shadow and make sure that we, you know, manage ourselves accordingly. But uh, this is interesting for the sun in Pisces, because this is the last Pisces season for the next three years without Saturn there. Because, you know, once Saturn gets into into um, Pisces in, in next month in March, uh, then, you know, we'll, when the sun is, you know, conjoins it, it'll be, eh, you know, like this is the last time when we can just swim in that ocean of, I would say, bold new beginnings, because Jupiter its uh, domicile ruler is in the sign of Aries. So this speaks to a very, really cool season, Pisces season from end of February to end of March is going to be um, really, it speaks to creativity. Uh, I would say, you know, live it up with, without, once Saturn gets there, it's kind of like, remember Charlie Brown's mother? She was like, you never saw her. You just heard her and she, you never heard her voice. It was like, this, you know, that like sour trumpet sound. Yeah, that's like Saturn and Pisces. Like, okay, I love my dreams and all, but it's but it's like the damper that tries to damp tamp down on these things. But actually what he's doing is he wants us to make things real, make our dreams real. But yes, it can feel a little heavy and it's like, okay, ground that thing, make it happen. Like the studio executive in, in a Hollywood studio you know, you, you, the writer having these grandiose ideas and then, uh, you know, but the studio, the suits, you know, come along and go, okay, you know, is that, is that, uh, something that we, uh, is there a profit to that? Is there a bottom line? You know, how come, how can we, um, you know, extrapolate, extrapolate this into, you know, lots of money-making things. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> there's always a balance anyway. So yeah, I would say, um, you know, live without Saturn there, like this is the last you know, uh, Pisces, uh, you know, season without Saturn, uh, you know, uh, being there. So, you know, live it up, just swim in the ocean, swim like a, be like the whale or the mermaid, you know, have faith. I would say to have faith in yourself. Um, you, we, we find ourselves being passionate about justice, about wisdom and spirituality. Uh, the, just don't get arrogant or overbearing about it or argumentative. Um, I would say too, you know, this one has the, um, let me just pull that up here real quick. I'm going to pull that, that little chart up. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's the map for Washington, DC, the sky map for sat the, uh, Pisces season, zero degrees, always a critical degree. What's nice is now the sun is co-present with Neptune, the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. Of course, Neptune, uh, Jupiter having passed over Neptune. So we're feeling the afterglow of all that creative inspiration. Still wonderful, very, very good for this. And uh, the ruler of Pisces being Jupiter is in this go get them, go conquer the world kind of attitude of, of Jupiter in uh, bold new beginnings, making changes making new beginnings, uh, very, it's very infused with that energy. 
Um, it's also, I, I, I like the fact that we've got here this exact conjunction uh, of Moon and Mars um, within one minute. That I mean, sorry, Moon and Mercury within a minute. Whoa, there's a lot about um, uh, you know the Moon rules the um, the population of a country. And I know in the U United States, we have the moon in uh, Aquarius anyway, later degree, but uh, I think this this really speaks to um, a great um, one, you know, you know, finding comfort in, in innovation and, and being and, and speaking and being the outsider. It's like, OK, you know, I'm I'm weird. I don't belong. You know, <laughs> maybe it's about embracing that. Um, it, it's, an, it's in, a, in a trine with Mars. So yeah, why don't we embrace our weirdness and, and just, you know, celebrate it and move in those directions. <laughs> it's like, and we don't have to fight about our having to be, you know, there could be that tendency to want to fight or point of view or be pushy about that. But it's like, no, we, we can look, this, there's plenty of room for all of us. I would just say that. So anyway, yeah, so that's the um, that's what I want to share about that. I would say, too, the the interesting part of this lunation in Pisces is going to be next month around March 16th, uh, right in time for guess what? St. Patty's Day. Oh, that's another. Oh, you know, I was going to bring it up, but maybe. I. <laughs> well, next month is going to have so many significant things. Forget St. Patty's Day. We have this life changing, you know, entrance of Pluto and Aquarius, but way bigger right but i will say that um yeah the thing about the pisces season is the sun mercury and neptune all together will be um squaring mars by the end of this lunation about 25 late degrees of pisces that could be um some interesting uh conversations maybe it could bring some confusion or um the dissolution of or confusion around what we believe or what we what we believe in what are our beliefs um certainly you know what are our spiritual beliefs uh the facts are clouded you know that over saturn and mars um you know there's a square by uh by sign uh, you know so there's it's that square um coming into a square with mars and gemini so there's definitely some conflict or confusion around beliefs uh, what do i believe who, who do i believe uh, i you know maybe our sources of news and maybe feeling confused or maybe alternative points of view being presented on topics and and we really have to with mercury and pisces in exile we'd have to really lean into our intuition to know what is right for us so that would be my advice um, I would say too, you know, with Mars and Gemini, it's always <laughs> sibling and neighbor arguments. All right, well, maybe with all that heavy-duty Neptunian Sun, Mercury, Neptune, and Pisces um, in that square, it can it can be about um, the need to put inject, you know, kindness and forgiveness into whatever squabbles we may have going on, um, fighting wars of words. Uh, Gemini rules. Uh, in-laws, cousins, siblings, neighbors, uh, relatives, you know, that education, teachers, elementary school, lower and high school, that level, youth, you know, things like that. Um, so I would say, you know, a, a beautiful, a huge measure of uh, giving space and compassion and allowing other points of view would be um, really, a, 
I think we'll will we really be called into action on that by the time the sun finishes up its journey through Pisces. So anyway, that's all I really wanted to share with you today. Um, I hope you found this useful. If you um, if you did, I like, share, subscribe, um, share it with a friend. Always grateful for that. And um, anyway, I hope you all have a great, fantastic week and um, happy Valentine's Day. And see you all very soon. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.